0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to be joined by the Director, the Chief of Supply Chain at Parkland Hospital. Probably supply chain is an area that has gotten more attention in the last month, the last two years, than it's ever gotten before. As we start to see bottlenecks throughout the world that are impacting negatively supply chains, they're slowing down the ability to get things. Thankfully, we're seeing less of these problems right now in healthcare than we were six months or 12 months ago. But in the rest of the world, with ship shortages, with the inability to get goods through ports, uh, with all kinds of issues in the supply chain, we've got massive problems. Pam, talk to us a little bit about what is going on with supply chain today, and how is supply chain changing, and why all of a sudden there's these massive bottlenecks in supply chain throughout the world?
1: Yeah, thanks, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I would tell you that You know, supply chain today is a different animal than it was, you know, 18 months ago and mainly because of the pandemic. But as we try from a healthcare perspective, try to uh, get our – grounding and footing on what the supply chain will look like in the future, uh, we, we run into the obstacles that everyone else does. And so as we try to look at it today, it's a different um, type of supply chain, mainly because your whole um, procurement process and your the way that you would do your normal um, purchasing has changed because you have new vendors in play. You're now um, talking to vendors overseas that you normally wouldn't have to talk to. You're, you're tracking cargo as it comes in and as it sits out and waits to get into a dock, which is very different for the healthcare space. And so it's changing in the sense that we have to be um, just flexible around how we do that and who we procure with. We have to be a little more flexible around that. We have to get more nimble on how we can make a quick purchase, um, a quick buy where um, you're vying you're for it just like everybody else is and how fast can your organization move and still be in compliance around your clinical needs and the needs to support your organization. I do think um, the supply chain impact now really speaks volumes to how much technology is important and how we are behind the eight ball as it relates to technology uh, from a healthcare supply chain perspective. And so we really need to um, look at innovative ways, look at other industries. I always like to look at the Amazons and the WalMarts of the world because I think they have a a great way to manage the supply chain all the way through the continuum. And so I think that we have to um, look at at ways that we can change and mirror and image um, those successful supply chains. The global supply chain is impacting everyone, but you can mitigate some of your risks based on your processes and how you've managed your supply chain going forward.
0: And and, and take a moment on that, Pamela. How How do you mitigate those risks? How do you make it a little less fragile I mean, last year was a, was a debacle at times with PPE and personal protective equipment, excuse me, the same thing, and, and other things that people had the hardest time getting their hands on. Now, labor seems to be as big a problem as anything. But, but talk a little bit about how do you make yourself a little less fragile from a, from a supply chain perspective?
1: Yeah, I think that the biggest part of, of of just making it a little a little less fragile, um, especially for us supply chain leaders um, running large supply chains um, in a healthcare space, is that we have to understand that kind of this sole source dedicated buying um, works in some av- some areas, but not in all. And we've gotten into a place where. We had, you know, one vendor that provided this, we consolidate on this for best pricing, and we do all these great things to get the cost out of um the cost out of the supply chain and out of care. But our issue becomes is when we run into something like this, that cost um is, you know, through the roof because there's so much work you have to do to get yourself even lined up to be able to work outside of your normal process. And so, to get us less fragile, we need a couple of things, right? We need we need onshore uh, manufacturing. We need to be able to tap into the U.S. and get some manufacturing. We need to be able to make sure that we can multi-vendor and still be able to maintain our cost structure. We have to make sure that as we continue to see all the impacts around the world as it relates to Product that's on back order, uh, plastics, and those things that you're trying to get to make product. We also have to make sure that we have enough uh, wherewithal to be able to hold on and, and wait for those things to transition. But in order to do that, you really have to have a good substitution process. You need to have backup upon backup upon backup, because you never know when your plant is going to go down back to, I think we need to bring some things onshore. But when you're offshore, things go down and happen and you just have no control. And so we got to get a little better control, even from a U.S. perspective. I think this is the, the national stockpile kind of tells us that, right? We really need to get our entire health Care supply chain, give it a nice overhaul and a checkup, and make sure that we're able to support anything that happens like this again through a lot of avenues and not just one.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And and how did you get involved, Pam, in supply chain originally? What a fascinating area that became one of the most important areas in all of healthcare.
1: How did you originally become interested in this area? Well it's so interesting because I tell people that either you you love supply chain or you hate it. I <laughs> just happen to be somebody who loves it and it is because uh, my my early days in healthcare care um, really just were i didn't I didn't set out to be in hospital health care. um I was actually working um, for a small business that was doing uh, restating of of um, Opening up new buildings. So, when you go in and they were removing asbestos, it was a big time when they were removing asbestos, especially in DC. And then they were taking that out. You go in and recertify buildings. So I was running, I was a general manager of a small company that did that. And so, it was that process of reengaging and getting folks back in where they needed to be based on. Um, our deliverables that we had. And so, um, I was talking to a friend who thought, um, that this would be, I could segue into healthcare. I'm like, yeah, then don't, don't think so. But, um, took, a, took a opportunity that, um, they came and gave to me and went into a, a hospital and started looking at processes and ways to improve. And how do you get things to the clinician to take care of the patient? And how does it all flow downstream from when it hits my doc till it gets to the shelf till it goes to the, in with the surgeon and then gets to the patient? and Once I got that bug, that just kind of kept it going for me. And so I've I've progressed through different health systems just in that role. I think once you get – into the supply chain space and understand all the pieces that you impact. It's a very, um, it's a a worthwhile career and it's also a very fulfilling career, especially at a place like Parkland where I'm serving uh, a community of underserved um, and underprivileged and access um, issues. And so being able to provide them with a level of care that is exceptional to none, um, then we we are excited about that. And the role that we play in from a supply chain perspective just makes us strive to get better and better as we continue to do this. So it's a great career. I've, I've had a, a great run at it and um, hopefully we got much more to come.
0: And, and truly a magnificent career and, and what a great place to be in and so interesting as well and so challenging and so important. Talk a little bit about what advice you give to others trying to have a great careers. You've had this remarkable leadership career. What advice do you give to people coming after you in terms of career advice?
1: I think the biggest thing, and as I mentor uh, some of um, my staff and and others, the biggest thing is this, this sense of knowing what you want to do. I think that um, we expect, especially college students, to get out of school and know exactly what they want to do and where they want to go. I think you have to test things. So my big thing for folks that are trying to get a great career is you have to raise your hand and volunteer for some projects that aren't necessarily in your wheelhouse. That gives you a different way of looking at things and breaking things out and see how each um, building block impacts the other. And so um, I think that the more that you can be visible and and wanting to learn and just being a lifelong learner, as they call it, and make sure that you are raising your hand for unique projects and projects where you know you can make improvement and learning along the way and sharing those learnings and doing building blocks, I think that will get you – Everywhere you need to be, you also need to make sure that you got some some confidence, right? You know the tough skin as you as you sit in a supply chain seat. Um, a lot of things uh, when it's going well, you're, you're on top of the world, but when it's going bad, you're the, the supply chain is is where everyone wants to call call um, to make sure that we can resolve something. May not be your issue, but you're the person that gets called. And so just got to have a little bit of a tough skin, but also got to be confident in yourself to know that you're making an impact and that you have to um, always be striving for excellence, making sure you're driving the supply chain in the right way or any career path that you take. You need to make sure that you're driving that career and you're giving that career 100% to support at the end. And I think that we have a little bit of a short-timer syndrome, right? We're right in the space right today and this is the role I'm focused on, but you need to look downstream a little bit and see what your impact is and how you wanna grow that and how you wanna be impactful going forward.
0: Pam, just magnificent. I think this advice of spending time and testing different things to know what you want to do, there's probably nothing more important than that. And it's hard. It's hard to figure out what you really want to do, what really grabs you. But finding that passion, doing what you want to do, testing different things out, just great, great advice. Pamela Bryant, uh, Chief of Supply Chain at Parkland Hospital. What a great leader. What a great leadership career. Pam, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us in the Becker Healthcare Podcast today.
1: Scott, I appreciate it so much. Thank you.